Hey, yo. Got my combine shirt on. So you got to go to San Diego State? Yeah. Have you ever been to a game down there? No, I, I won't go down there because Fisher told me to come down. He was like, hey, I got this kid. Steve Fisher, he's like, I got this kid I think you're going to like. And I was like, who is he? He's like, Kawhi Leonard. And I was like, yeah. I was like, what was this he playing? He's like, I, well, I got him playing a power forward because we need him here. But I'm telling you, VJ, he's a really good player. I was like, but coach, why are you got him playing the power four? Like, <laughs> well, BJ, you know, but I'm telling you, I think he's he, six nine, I think, got big I think hands. hands. I think he has a chance. I don't know how good he'll be, but he has a chance. And I was like, oh yeah, okay, coach. Well, it'll be worth your time. You can just drive down, and I was like, ah. So. So I'm you're just like, a, you're, still you're a little, little scarred by that. Yeah. I'm scarred by that experience. He begged me. He called me like numerous times. I got this kid coming down here. You might want to take a look. He's from the Inland Empire. He's a good player. I think you guys might have missed him. Yeah, coach. Sure. <laughs> yeah, he was right. He was player. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was wrong. Well, you just didn't see him. Clearly, I didn't see him. No, I mean, uh, you just didn't go see him. I'm still a little salty about San Diego. The Aztecs, right? Yeah, the Aztecs, yeah. yeah. He's still down there, Steve Fisher. I know, he's a good guy. He recruited me at the uh, University of Michigan. Yeah. He's a good dude. All right, I'm ready. Let's do it. Welcome to Pushing Through. It is Tuesday in Los Angeles, February 25th, in fact. And I am Tate Frazier, and I am sitting across from the kid, BJ Armstrong. BJ, we had a long Monday together, and I want to get yes. into all that, but how are you today? Oh, man, it was it was long. It was arduous. Uh, whatever word. It, it was great. Apply. We had some <laughs> great people, some great guests. Mm. It's fun, but that day, Monday, was it was a long day. We it was got a, our full 24 hours in, that's for sure. It was a full day where we got to do the BTS behind the scenes of what it's like to figure out how the takes in the media world happen, right? We got to go with you. You're wearing a suit. You're rocking the suit. And you are BJ Armstrong, the voice for the NBA of the day on the Colin Coward Show and for Speak for Yourself. I like that. Which the voice, is, which the voice of the I like that. <laughs> I, I, I like that. That's yeah. what it was for the day at Fox. So Midas and I, we're, we're behind the scenes. We're, we're sitting there. People are like, who are these two guys? But we're sitting there. We just feel, <laughs> it feels like Geppetto. You know what I mean? You're just, you're watching the takes happen. You're getting, the, you know, the pre-production stuff. And right. Colin Coward, you know, was a great host. He has you on the yes. show. And he's asking you. And as you're explaining to him your thoughts on the Lakers, where they may stand, Jason Tatum being a superstar whatever it may be it is interesting to just see it's like you're dropping you know little nuggets of knowledge and just the reaction it's all a great show so well, I it's always fun. yeah no it's always fun to go and 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 talk and hear people's ideas and um you know, the big thing is I always try to go there and never scream. That's my whole thing. <laughs> just well, just that, have a conversation. what it is. It's like punditry is now yelling louder than the other person. Yes. Usually. But, you know, say say something, do something is kind of my kind of little mantra, right? You have something to say, make your point, mm -hmm. and uh, stand by what, you know, what, why you believe what you believe, right? You don't have to be right, but just stand by it. So uh, 
I just try to go without screaming. That's my whole thing. What can I say without screaming? Well, you didn't scream at all. And before we even got you on the show for the first show for Colin Coward, you know, they have a producer. They come in the room and, you, and they give you the, the rundown, what, what the mm-hmm. topics are going to be. And it's very funny. The guy is a really great guy. And he's given the rundown of what Colin's <laughs> take is on the thing. And it's just from the Lakers game, right? It's just from the last right. night. This is the shot that LeBron hit to beat the Celtics, to beat the, Celtics the night before. And he's like, and this shows that LeBron is, you know, unequivocally the leader of the Lakers, that Anthony Davis cannot get it done in the fourth quarter. And your response was the perfect response. It was like, we got all that, all that perfect like, one game. Like one game, one shot. Like, like my television missed all of that, that recap. That was pretty funny. I, I remember that. It's but that, it's good to see, like, that's how these narrative. I mean, obviously, it's television, right? You have to remember that at the end of the day. But it, it's just funny to see how something can be extrapolated so far. And then it's fun to be, you know, a part of that. Circus. Well, it's kind of fun to be old because now you got an excuse because you're like, okay, I missed that. What happened? You know what I mean? But he did say that. He was like, he got all of this. I was like, it's it was one, one shot. shot. It was one shot. How did y'all get all of this? Like, he's the leader. Anthony Davis is, you know. Nah, he, he can't depend on him, can't depend on him in the fourth quarter. He has, you know, I was like, where did all this come from? Seven years of, like, career. It was just nailed on and just put into this one shot, right? Yes. And uh, but he was a good spirit, you know. He was he, he had a good spirit about it. He was funny about it. So and Colin's great, and it was good to see like how the show works in that way. And then of course the next show that you go to is Speak for Yourself. And, and one of my good friends used to be the producer on that show for oh, wow. Jason Whitlock for for the first couple years. And I've been around Whitlock and Whitlock. You and I both appreciate the layered, you know, the layers of Jason. I Whitlock. appreciate the 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 personalities that you see on television. Yes, right? everyone it has takes a, a style. Lot. It has a style. People. You know they they know what how to push buttons. They know what to say, they know how, how to, to say it. The they know how to play. It. Yeah, and um, so I, I, it's it's always good for me to go because you get a chance to see, and you get a chance to hear things, and you get the chance to see these characters, right? And uh, and I, I have fun doing it. So you know, Willock is, you know, I, I I get I get what he's doing. I get his character, and there's a reason that he you know he's he's doing what he do, right? I mean he's. He's he has something to say. He has a style, and um, you know it's always fun to see and have an opportunity to work with these people. Absolutely. But before all this, as we get into this, you know, you have your Twitter, and for people that are listening right now, you are not always on Twitter. You are no, definitely maybe I'm, never on Twitter unless you know Midas and I bother you and ask you to be on yes. Twitter to tweet stuff out. So as we're at the show yesterday. It was as if, you know, you had gone to Hogwarts with us and we were doing some magic tricks or something because you were just amazed at how you can tweet something and get interaction from these people because you were just like, what is this? And again, this is ridiculous. We know what Twitter is. Well, I'm amazed. Okay, this is what I'm amazed at. Like, like I, you know, like, like most, I think like most people, right? You kind of see the world from your view. Yeah, you know, your, your, your vantage point. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I just want to know who are the people that are sitting around waiting for <laughs> people to tweet so I can respond. Like, what are they doing that I'm not doing? Because I need that job, right? <laughs> That's the job I need, right? Where as soon as something is up and you're, you're responding right back. First, that's the first thing. Like, okay, what the hell are they doing? <laughs> Second, like... Like, I don't talk in these, like, yeah, little, these little phrases. Little bites. Yeah, yes, it's like yes, little yes. sound bites, right? Yeah. Like... What's up, world? And everyone knows what that means. Like, like, I don't get it. You know, the things that you guys catch, right? Like, I walk into a dressing room. I'm just looking for my name to go in and so I can change and get ready. And you guys are like, let's post that. Like, 
Yeah, how did take you a see picture that? of that. Yeah, yeah, how did you see that? Like, what are y'all seeing that I'm not seeing? Like, oh, that's that's great. You it's know? like the Truman Show. Everything is a show, and that's really what so, Twitter is. It's like basically creating a show around your own reality. Well, I, I need to have a show because I'm gonna, <laughs> I, I know you guys probably think I'm the biggest idiot because I want to see the world from your, your, your vantage point. And I'm always... <laughs> That's the show, you know, and I, I'm just, I'm just always amazed. Like, okay, here I am. You guys allow me to tag along, and you point out things that I don't. It like goes right by me. I'm like, okay, I didn't see that. I didn't see this thing, and I don't talk this way. I don't. I didn't hear what he said. What happened? You know. So that probably is, you know, it's that's probably why we're always laughing because you guys are just laughing at me because I no, don't. No, no, no. I we I think we're laughing together. I think at the end of the day, that, that that's the difference. Well, yeah, I, the sense of humor is good, <laughs> but I really don't see like I don't know how you guys talk this way. It really the whole it's, social media phenomenon to me is like, and it's always funny when I go home because my kids are like, "Dad, who helped you do those tweets?" Those are like, <laughs> and I'm like. Well, it's not that I help me do it. I just like it, you just take the picture. We open up the, the Twitter. You guys app, are pointing like, it out. I, yes. I feel like I'm getting caught up to 2020. I'm really, and you guys are nice enough to let me, you know, let me in on the joke. But it, but it's easy. And the problem with, is we don't know who these people are that are sitting there that are liking at home either. Right. We, we're not sure who they are. I mean, I guess I'm doing it because I'm on Twitter, so I guess I'm one of those people. So you can have my job, BJ, but right. we'll just switch chairs. Right, right. But then I can't do anything that you can do in the basketball world, so we're going to have a real problem at that point. But I want to say, the old Twitter thing led to a great interaction with Marcellus Wiley. I'm a, yes. I've, I've been a big fan of Marcellus Wiley for a long time. Huge fan. Yeah, Huge fan. that dude's dude is a great segment. Right. Was, TV needed that segment. And it was a great segment in football. It made you know guys like Robert Quinn get noticed because it's like, that dude's dude right there on the right. end, that's a pass rusher. Which right, is right. someone, if you appreciate it, you appreciate it. But anyways, Marcellus, you talk to him about, you know, hey, Marcus Morris, he's the best of the Morris. That was a good pickup for the Clippers. You give him game I on that. He, he's writing down notes, you know, as, as you're saying this stuff to him, which which is all also amazing. And then we tweet at him afterwards, you got the right Morris brother from your account, just to right. just see the engagement. He's right back there. He's like, I appreciate you. Thanks for coming on the show. And boom, then we have a Twitter moment. And it's all just frivolous, but it's also that a lot That was of fun. my very first <laughs> Twitter moment. Right? Yeah, that was your moment. That was my moment. I was like, oh, wow. Like, this is like a, you know. You I'm, just you talked know, to him in real life. I talked to him in real life. The only life that I was <laughs> knew you could talk. But now I'm talking to people in this. Like, I feel like now I'm in hyper-reality. Yes. I'm just calling it hyper-reality, you know? Uh, it's funny because, like, you're a big fan of The Matrix, for people that right. don't know. I'm a big fan of The Matrix. Uh, We're all big fans yes, of The Matrix. Yes. So was, this is like if you took the blue and the red pill, you know what I mean? You're on both sides of the equation. Yeah, I, I, I am, you know? It's, yeah, uh, yeah, when'd you get that blue check? It, it was, like, was kind of weird. Like, I was just sitting with him, we were talking, and all of a sudden now we're talking, and I was like, oh. Okay, well, I get it. It's I get it. It's funny because, like, for people like in the in the TV world, whatever entertainment world, as you're doing a show, you know, a lot of times it's isolation. You right. know what I mean? It's like you, you, the, sh the cameras come on, we're all together on the set, but as soon as it's off, everyone's back to isolation. So right, it is right. funny that like you can go from that being on on camera. All right, see you guys later. I'm out, and then you're talking again, and then it's just it keeps the conversation going. So it was, it was a beautiful moment. I was yeah. happy to be there for it. Yeah, that was my first moment, you know. Um, I, I've even given the internet, I've given social media a name now. What is it? Young World. Young World. I, it's just, because this is a Slick whole, rig. Yeah, it's a whole new world for me, right? And it's like, this is where all the young people hang out. So I'm just like looking around as an old man, and I'm just looking, and I'm learning, and I'm learning the, the phrases, I'm learning the, the, the lingo, and but more importantly, just seeing how people... Interact. See, yeah, in it's, that space. It's, yeah, so you know what? When you hear me say young world, that's I'm just 
That's the, that's the space. That's what I call it. And anyone can be a part of the young world. Oh, yeah, in yeah, that yeah. space. Which well, is clearly why everyone beautiful. is a part of it except me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but we got you on it. That's yeah, what it is. So we, we, we made it. Uh, so as we move throughout the day, we get past Fox. Or we're actually at Fox. We're eating uh, in the cafeteria. We, we watch Vanessa Bryant. Uh, you know, have a beautiful, you yes. know, powerful uh, statement on, you know, what Gigi and Kobe meant to her and, and what it will mean moving forward, saying that, you know, that she's still going to do a great job with this team here. And, you know, it was a beautiful moment. But then we were together and we saw MJ, a guy that you play with, obviously, right. and a guy that you know, and a guy that we've seen get out in the public sphere, you know, very minimally, to say the least. And he went on that stage and gave a great 10 minutes on what Kobe meant to him and explained their relationship and explained that, you know, at times he may if you miss the nagging little brother right but he's still at the end of the day his little brother that he loves and it was really well said and it was cool to have that moment with you and and watch that together yeah it was uh God, it, even talking about it today you know it just seems like a surreal moment because like mm-hmm. it's like i keep waiting to almost someone's gonna say that really didn't happen right um and you saw the slips i mean from yeah. present to past i mean it's a yeah tough it's situation. uh it, it's this has been tough right and um for a lot of people, and you can see how many people that he's touched and been connected to, right? Mm-hmm. Not only in the basketball world, but just you know, just everyday life. The, you know, but watching MJ, I thought he w- he had some you know beautiful words to say. I thought they were very powerful, meaningful, and uh, most importantly, I thought they were sincere, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you know someone and you something you know, happens like this, right? Just this dramatic, unexpected event mm-hmm. that occurred. It's just like, no, that that didn't happen, right? Um, but it, it, it was tough. But I, I, I'm happy for, you know, the the people that, that were there and he meant so much to people all around the world, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, but I thought it was very well done and, and uh, I thought MJ was, he did a he did an excellent job, I thought yesterday, in the in the words that he was able to convey in that very tough moment. Same with Shaq, you know. Same with, you know, we we saw Deanna Taurasi go on the stage and, right. and make a statement, you know, for how much Kobe meant to her and her mentality and the impact on the women's game. And you know, again, we love the game of basketball, and Kobe had a major impact on the game of basketball. And to see a building and a room full of people that included Bill Russell, Michael Jordan, you know, the list goes on. Magic Johnson, all these guys. We've talked about it before. Kobe was that bridge of that generational gap between these two generations to have young guys like Harden in there and Steph Curry. And right. All that in one place and one space. I mean, it obviously is a somber moment, but it's also a powerful moment. So Yeah, yeah you can see that. The, the, look, the older guys, you know, it's always funny. And I always I, I, I always said when I started media that I wouldn't be that guy, right? <laughs> that guy back when I played, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that old guy. Um, but I have turned into that guy, (laughs) but Kobe had the respect of all of the older players Mm -hmm. before him. And you could see with the younger players, all the younger players admired him for what he accomplished. And he, you know, we've said, you know, time and time again, he is, he is, he was the middle child, if you will, to the bridging the generations. And, um, you know, I didn't grow up here in LA, but I've been out here for quite some time. And it's really funny to watch how a parent and a, you know, and their kids grew up watching him play. Mm-hmm. I mean, this man was able to play for 20 years, right? So 
you know, you could have been 24, 25, maybe, you know, your son or daughter was born and you both <laughs> watched him rise, watched rise from, you know, the bench a all young the way kid. to the best player in the game. Yeah. So you, you watched this kid for the last, you shared this. You grew with him. Yeah. You know, I, I you know, as a, as a young adult, he took you to your, you know, middle age. And then as, as a young kid, your whole childhood was basically watching hmm. this young 18 year old go on and play for the next 20 years so it's it's he's the impact that he's made because of the length of time and the dedication to his craft and what he was able to achieve it's been a it's a it was a phenomenal run but to see how he played a, he how he was instrumental in playing this part in these people's lives out here who's watching him for the for those 20 years has been been it's it's been very inspirational to watch mm -hmm. because you you know as i was thinking about it, i was like god like that would be pretty cool for you and your kids to actually grow up rooting for this player not uh, arguing over lebron or, or jordan or doing this stuff like saying you, this is our guy, guy. we rally around, around him, him. And, yeah. and so I, I was like that's a that's a pretty cool thing as i was uh watching it and 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 just kind of just you know observing mm -hmm. doing the uh Doing that celebration yesterday. Yeah, it was very inspirational. And obviously, you know, the, it's been said before, but that mentality that will live forever and Kobe's legacy will live forever. And for all those people involved, I mean, we just wish them the best and hope that all things yes. will be settled and, and figured out. Um, moving on from there, then we went back from uh, the lunch at Fox to back to the studio and then out of the studio. Yeah, and then we found yeah. uh, your client, JaVale McGee, uh, a guy that went to Nevada. One did of we both. find JaVale or Pierre? Which we, one did we? we? Both. We oh, believe yeah. we found both. We uh, he, had, he had gone to the ceremony and he had some nice words. He was talking to the New York Times uh, at that point. Right. And uh, so we heard that. And then he came over and we'll just tease it now. On the, the next podcast this Friday, we're going to have Pierre and JaVale on the yes. podcast, which we're excited about. But it was nice to have that moment to go to Playa Vista and just hang out and see JaVale. Just seemed like he figured a lot of things out. He seems like a happy guy. Yeah, he, he has a lot of different interests, right? Yes. And, he says uh, he can't sit still. He has to be doing something this at all is times. True. And I, I believe I've it after being with him for over a, for a decade while. now. Yes. He can't sit still. <laughs> that is very true. But one of his interests is, has always been music and producing mm -hmm. and you know, for him to have this opportunity to work with a, a Justin Bieber, and that's just wild to say. I, mean, I, I don't. Yeah. It, it's it's a, <laughs> and, as you say it, I'm kind of like, wow, yeah, that is. That, that's I mean, great. it is. And to you, you know, look, you, you never know where life takes you, but you know, give him credit for having the the confidence and the mm -hmm. courage to continue to do and follow through. And all of a sudden, here we are, where he has produced a help produce an album where he's getting credit well deserved of course and um, I'm just so happy for him because you can see you know you can see how happy he is mm -hmm. with the results of this but more importantly the fact that he continued to build on because I've been watching this for years mm -hmm. and for him to get this type of uh, recognition is great for him. Yeah, he's a self-proclaimed YouTube producer. He says he figured it all out on his own and he wanted yes. to make this stuff and music for himself so we will have that on Friday. I'm very excited for that episode. Yes. So we did that. We had a recording with JaVale. We chopped it up. That was all great. And then you went down to the Clippers game to watch the Grizzlies. 
and guess what? The Clippers are good, right? We it's oh, official. Yeah, the, yeah. the Clippers are here. We they needed to put a run together. They're here. They're ready to do well, it. Uh, well, oh, it's, look, I'm doing the Colin Coward after watching one, one game. game. Here's what I know: <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Clippers are here. Well, I tell you what, they came on the first quarter with a purpose. Mm-hmm. They definitely something got their attention last it night. It may have they, been you on Fox yesterday. They play. I I forgot <laughs> what I said, but you reminded me. You know, in one of the segments, you know, we said, are you concerned with the Clippers? And I said, no, I'm not concerned with the Clippers. I'm just concerned Mm -hmm. about Paul George Mm -hmm. because they need their entire team to be together, together to play, to get the chemistry. Some sort of continuity. And Paul George came out last night with, I mean, he came out with a fire and a (laughs) vengeance and. That team, they jumped on the Memphis Grizzlies last night mm-hmm. as if they wanted to make a statement last night. And they played well. Defensively, they were outstanding. And you can see who they could be, yes. right? But, again, you know, that's just one game, and I don't want to take it like, hey. And they were coming off three straight, straight losses. losses. Yeah. But certainly the potential was there. Mm-hmm. Now, can they put this together and – keep it together as they head into the playoffs because, you know, let's face it, the Lakers have been probably the most consistent team, Mm -hmm. and that means something, right? You don't want to take away to say, well, you know, take away anything they've done. They've been very consistent about what they're they're doing, how they're playing. Uh, They've been, knock on wood, they've been fairly healthy throughout the entire season. And uh, right now in the regular season, they're the best team. So let's give them credit for doing that. We know they have talent. We know they have two exceptional players who can play the game at the highest level. Mm-hmm. And um, it's going to be interesting. And um, But the Clippers, they if you were at the game yesterday, that was a statement game yes. right now. Can they put it together to where they say, we're going to put together a good month of March? Mm-hmm. Okay, we're at the end of February. Can they put together a good month? Heading in saying, okay, this is who we really are. This is the identity of the Clippers currently with the roster that we have, with right. the additions that we brought in. But as far as if you just saw the first quarter yesterday, <laughs> you were like, okay. Yeah, champions. This, 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 this team is – there. You, you now we see who they could be. Mm-hmm. But, again, that's just one game. Um, and you know what? But give the Lakers credit. Yeah, man. you cannot they, deny the consistency nah, of the you, Lakers. You They've can't been impressive the, the, all yeah, season. They've been impressive all season. They've been – LeBron has been terrific. Anthony Davis, mm-hmm. they have bigs. They've been shooting. They just added Markeith Morris. So clearly they have their chips all pushed into the middle, which I respect. And um, But I was like, wow. Yesterday I was like, wow, the Clippers <laughs> yesterday. That was, a, that was a big time effort. All right. Well, I, uh, I agree with that 100%. Before we get out of here, I just have to mention one thing. Kobe White had back-to-back 33-point games. Oh, are we on this North Carolina <laughs> thing again? <laughs> Joel, Joel B, he's turning it around. Joel, you know, it's another thing because we were talking about. Weren't we talking about that with yes. uh, with Scalabrini, right? Mm-hmm. Weren't we talking about it? And that was a big time effort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what forty nine in like about 40, conditioning? Yeah. Crazy energy. Yeah, he. Yes. Well, you know, he's taking it to the next level. I was a little guy. But I always my best friends when I played on the team were always the big guys, and because I would always when I was in practice, I always wanted to be Scottie Pippen in practice mm-hmm. because he was the one player that would work out with the bigs, mm-hmm. 
and he would work out with the guards. And I thought, God, now that's a way to practice. You get a chance to see everything. Like I just go down with the guards. I was just too little, but I always wanted to be friends with the bigs <laughs> because I wanted to see, you know, so the, so, you know, the Will Perdue, the, the Bill Winningtons, the. It sounds like an old sitcom, the bigs. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, the coaches come to practice, right? They go, bigs down here, <laughs> little guys down here, little guys down there, right? But Scotty Pippen was the only player on our team. He would go to both. And I thought, he has an advantage, right? He gets to see everything. And, I, I, and uh, so I would always be friends with the bigs. And the one thing I learned about bigs was the mentality of the bigs is that they're 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 a different group mm-hmm. of people altogether, <laughs> right? I would agree a, with that. All, all tall guys. Uh, like, no, yeah, yeah. no, not not a tall person, a big. <laughs> so you got to make the. Some people are just tall. Yeah. Okay, but then some people are bigs. Uh, yes. And the bigs are different than tall people. They're just they're just, and you will know the difference, right? So. You know, like the Bill Cartwrights of the world. He's a big. See, he's go. different than like, let's say, <laughs> I'm just thinking somebody is tall. Porzingis or Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's not a big. Kevin Durant is yeah. He's just tall. Yeah. Bill Cartwright is a big. Mm-hmm. Shaq is a big. Mm-hmm. You follow me? They're just different. And once I learned that, I learned that actually from Bill Cartwright, being around him <laughs> because he's a different guy. Mm-hmm. And they're different, and 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 once I got into the mindset of the bigs, like Shaq to me, I get him. Like th- this is a true story. So uh, one year I made the All Star team, and the guy I hung out with most was Shaq, <laughs> and I didn't know Shaq prior <laughs> to then, but him and I would play one on one every day in practice. <laughs> And because I get the bigs, I, I, something about, I think because I secretly always wanted to be a big, but I, but I, I, I've always connected with the bigs because I, I have a soft spot for them because they are dependent on us guards. So if you ever watch an all-star game, I just look at the guards. I go, okay, this, this guy's going to mess up the game. Cause we always mess up the all-star game, mm-hmm. but if we, and <laughs> Because, you know, sometimes we get into our one-on-one things. Sometimes we get into our dribbling thing. We got to cross this guy over. We got to go ooh and ah. And the bigs mm-hmm. have to do all of the work. So the bigs and the linemen to me are like the same people mm-hmm. in football. They're gentle giants, but they have to put in the dirty work. They're the only ones that are really working. Mm-hmm. Right? So so when you're a big, okay, when next time you play basketball, just 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 think of this. This is how, you know, this is... These are the things I think about. As a big, I realize I got to touch you every single time up and down the floor. As a guard, I, I may not touch you at all. As a big, we got to hit each other. <laughs> I got to put a form in your back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got to bump you with my chest. I got to box you out. And I have to run from baseline to baseline. Us little guards, we only run from three-point line to three-point line. And we don't really have to touch anybody. Mm-hmm. So the respect. Or if that you, you get touched, it's a foul. Yeah. But if you're just a tall guy, <laughs> mm-hmm. you learn. You got to bang. You, well, no. If you're a tall guy, you oh. can learn. <laughs> you can guy. just play with your length. Yeah. Poor Zingas. Yeah, you could just. Yeah. yeah, you could. Because you're just tall. Mm-hmm. A big Nowitzki. guy. Yeah. You got to touch. And that's why 
I love the linemen in, in, in football. They got to touch each other. Mm-hmm. But it's always the perimeter guys who are messing it up. So it's us little guards, you know. It's the skill players. Yeah, we're always we're always messing up. So I have this innate thing for bigs. For bigs. Like mm-hmm. JaVale McGee yesterday, he's a big. I get him. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but we get like I should just really represent the bigs. Like if I could just represent <laughs> like Steven Adams, JaVale McGee. Mm-hmm. Clint Cap- well, Clint Capella, yeah. you do. Yeah, Clint yeah, Capella yeah. is a big. Yes, Clint Capella is a big. He's a big. Yes. He's a big. And all of the bigs, they're always very sensitive when they don't get the ball. Yes. Well, Greg Oden, I, I know Greg Oden very well. He's a very, I mean, it's like an introvert. Is it, there's a definitely an emotional layer to them. That's just a little bit different. And, 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 and I, I just have this thing for the bigs. Like, I have to, those are my guys. Like, I, I feel love that. a big. I love a big. So the, the way the game is played right now, mm-hmm. A part of me is like missing because we don't include the bigs. Mm-hmm. And if I did ever coach, the first thing I would do, I'm going right to the bigs. <laughs> <laughs> if the you're twin big, towers, no, you're bringing uh, back the twin towers. You know, you can't have twin towers. You just need you need a you need one big. Yeah, like, DeAndre Aiden. Man. Like okay, when we were in, we were or in. Joel Embiid. Okay, we were in when we were in All Star Weekend. Mm-hmm. When we were All Star Weekend for. Uh, in Chicago, my guy Ralph Sampson. Mm-hmm. That's a big. That's a big. Kareem's a big. See, those are, those are my, like, how does BJ Armstrong and Ralph Sampson, those are just my guys. I get it. Like, <laughs> Ralph Sampson. Sam Perkins, same thing. Sam so those guys are those are those are my guys. And it's funny because Sam Perkins told the story about how he wanted to shoot with the guards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, there, there, there is like Ralph Sampson. Uh, since we said his name, Ralph Sampson, if I could coach, he would be the player that I would want to coach the most. Because mm-hmm. he, I've I found him the one of the one of, if not the most intriguing player I've ever played against. I mean, this guy was seven four. He could shoot. He could handle. He had big hands. He had a skill set before we even knew really what we were looking for. What we were looking right now. <laughs> That's just every day. But he mm-hmm. was doing this in the 80s. In the 80s. Mm-hmm. Right? When we were just trying to put all the bigs on the box. I mean, this guy was shooting jump shots and we didn't even know what was going on. Um, but something about the bigs, those are my guys. Like, you know, and, and I should have been seven. I, I should have been a seven footer. In another life, you will be, I feel like. I, yeah. I, I, but. It, it, <laughs> I probably bring back would. the bigs. That's the that's the last message of today's show. Bring back the bigs. I'm bringing the bigs back. Bring the bigs back, and All we'll right. <laughs> we'll be back with the big on Friday. Javel. I don't know how we got on that story. I, Joel Embiid. I, you know what? I think that's how we got on it, but. I'm all about the bigs. All about the bigs. We're all about Joel Embiid. Midas is about Joel Embiid. We're about JaVale McGee. We got him on the podcast yes. on Friday. And we're also about Bill Cartwright at the end of the day. So shout out Bill Cartwright. And we'll be back on Friday. The, the teacher. The true teacher. The sensei. <laughs> See you on Friday. <laughs>